Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning, all of you online. Um, we miss you if you haven't been with us. Uh, we love you, and we can't wait till you come back. The pandemic is almost over, I believe. Almost over. And, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, it's such a blessing to hug one another and to in enjoy the fellowship that we have. What a, what a special group of Christians gather together here almost every Sunday. Telling you today, uh, we're going to wrap up in talking about the incomparable riches of the Holy Spirit. I believe it's the key to understanding the Holy Spirit is how He works in your life, how He wants to fill you up and continually fill you. It's, his blessings are new every day. It's, it's amazing. And, and as we worship today, I, I encourage you to get to a Bible study. We got so many of them going on, but. You know, some aren't attended as well as others, but I encourage you to go, because that's how we really connect. I, I really treasure the, the Bible study. The Monday night men's is, is so special, uh, as is the, the Tuesday and the Wednesdays and the Thursdays and, and uh, um, Fridays. It's, it's just uh, almost every day of the week we get something going on. I encourage you to get involved in the Bible study, because truly, the Word of God is your guideline. It's your life. It's, it's your bloodline. It feeds you. It fills you up. Today, we're going to talk about how it fills you up. Um, and uh, Ephesians, uh, which we've been studying on Sunday morning, is really about all about being in Christ. Paul can't talk about Christ enough. He can't talk about being in Christ. And when you're in Christ, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're in Christ, you have everything. You have all, all you need. And it's, it's so important uh, and that the Holy Spirit lives in you. And we can wonder sometimes... Why isn't God working in our lives? You know, can, I, I'm sure you've asked that question before. I know I have. You know, I, um, at times we don't understand why Diane hasn't been healed. Um, you know, and her sister also has MS, hasn't been healed. And we've been praying for a long time. It's, it's been since 1989. It's been a, a long struggle. And we... we I sometimes question myself and my, my, my relationship with God on, on it. And, and that's just Satan talking to me. I know it is because I know God has a, a purpose in everything that goes on. Not everybody gets healed. Some do. We see it on TV all the time. Whether it's real or not, I don't know. But, but, <laughs> but you know, there's enough of it going on that I know if God wants to heal, he will heal. That's right. And uh, I know that God isn't done with Diane yet, you know. I think the reason we're all here today is because of her. You know, if it hadn't been for her, uh, Nick wouldn't be preaching. You know, if it hadn't been for, uh, you know, her devotion to the Lord, our family wouldn't have grown up as it has. And, and, and uh, we just, uh, so God has a plan even in her disease and her MS. And so we, we have to trust the working of God. You know, Paul said the same thing. Why don't you take this thorn away, Lord? What does God say? My grace is sufficient for you. you know, his amazing grace is sufficient. And that's the, just the way it is with us. Uh, uh, his grace is sufficient for us. Every day is, is a special day that I, I get to be with Diane. It's just, uh, it changes my life and her life and everybody around us. So when you're, when you're in Christ, and this is what we're going to sort of talk about today, you're blessed. You're chosen. You're adopted. You're lavished with his love. You're part of God's plan. He has a special plan for you. You, you. you are glorified in Jesus Christ. 
You were created in Christ. You're growing in Christ. And finally, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. Those are just a few examples of what Ephesians talks about, how the Holy Spirit is, is working in your life. Number one, though, number one is you've got to believe. You know, we, we talk about believing a lot, but how, do you really believe in Jesus Christ? Is he your Savior? Does he mean everything to you? That's right. Do you lift your hands and raise him up and put him in the right spot? Do you truly believe in Jesus Christ? Paul does. He says in Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 7, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace, that he has lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. There it is, in Christ, to be put in effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth, under Christ. When Christ comes back, everything is going to be put in order. We're all going to be in, in with Jesus Christ. We're going to be uh, praising him continuously. In him, verse 11, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of the truth, the gospel of your, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Amen. Amen. You've got to believe. You've got to believe with all your heart, mind, and soul. And as you believe in Jesus Christ, you receive the, the, the promised Holy Spirit. You're, you're marked for eternal life. Yes. So why did God cho choose you? Because you believe and you put all your hope in him. It was his, it, it, it's for his praise and glory. When you're in Christ, nothing else matters. Truly is. Nothing else matters. Um, Ephesians 1, 17 through 20. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glory, inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. The incomparably great power that is in living in you because you believe in him. Um, you know, a few years ago, um, I had the uh, awesome opportunity to talk with a, a good friend I've known, I have known for um, ever since we moved over here in 1997, uh, Stubby Bennett. Uh, that's Michelle's dad, and uh, he was a, he's a, he was a mechanic. I, I think you've heard me tell this story before. He he loved golf, so one half of his garage was a, a garage, the other half of his garage was a golf course, and so he'd practice his you know putting, and so I. I I got a big kick out of Stubby, and, and we had a good relationship. I always had old, when we moved over here, we had nothing. So we always had an old car. So he, I was always going to Stubby's to fix it up, and he was a great mechanic. And uh, lost touch with him over the years because he, he um, sort of, he retired, shut, shut his garage down, and was uh, doing a lot of golfing. And, but Stubby found Jesus. The best thing that ever happened to him at the end of his, towards the end of his life. And uh, 
he had heard something about uh, at the cross stabbing at the time we were at the town hall. And, uh, and so being a, a friend of mine, he, um, he said to another friend of mine, he says, what's going on with Rick and, and all that stuff at the town hall? And the, this friend said, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll see Rick now and then. I'll, I'll, I'll tell him that you found Jesus. So he t- the, the, my buddy told me, he said, you know, Stubby found Jesus. And I said, wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, he, he said, he wants you to give him a call. He's having a rough time. And so I, I called Stubby up, and, and uh, he said, I'm, you know, I'm sick, Rick, but he said, I found Jesus, and I, I'm really interested in, in getting involved in the church. And, and I know you, and I, I trust you and what you've, what you've done, and uh, I want to get together with you. So that very morning, he comes over to the restaurant. We sit down in, in, the, in the, the front of the, the building, and, and I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is alive and well in that building, you know. <laughs> When, when, when I'm, especially when we're there, you know, it's just amazing what he does. And he said, Rick, what's the key? He said, I want to know more about Jesus. What's the key? And I says, well, I, I keep it simple, Stubby. I said, you've got to hunger and thirst for righteousness. I said, that's it. You've got to hunger and thirst for righteousness. When you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you're constantly being filled up with, with God's word, with the spirit. And, and it's just something that you eat, breathe, and want all the time. That's the key, I said to Stubby. And Stubby says, I got to get to church. I got to come to church. So he was planning on coming. And uh, so I, I sat down and prayed with Stubby. And uh, I, we prayed for him and we, his health and his, his well-being and his family too. Because at the time, you know, the family wasn't going to church. And, uh, and he really says, I want them to come too, Rick. And he says, let's pray for that. And so we did. And uh, so I didn't hear from Stubby. So I, I called him up, called the house and his his wife said, uh, Stubby's in the hospital, um, not doing too well. I, so I got the number, and I called the hospital right up. I said, Stubby, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Even though you can't be here, I want to pray with you. But he says, Rick, he says, yeah, my, I still worry about my family and this and that. And so I said, well, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep calling. I'll keep praying. So called back, uh, called his wife, and uh, Stubby passed on to be with the Lord. And I was pretty sad. I didn't get to see, see him again, but I, I got that one opportunity. You might only have that one opportunity with someone you love. Share the good news of Jesus Christ. Share how you hunger and thirst for righteousness. It made all the difference in Stubby's world. And so what happens? His daughter calls me up. says, Rick, would you do his funeral? I go, awesome. I'll do his funeral. I know where Stubby is. You know, I know where Stubby is. I, I was so excited to do his funeral. And so... Michelle was there with Chuck and, and her sister and, and some other of the family. And, uh, and uh, so I, I let them have it. I said, you know what? Chuck's wishes are for all of you. I mean, Stubby's wishes. But you know Jesus. He, he accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. I know where he is. He's in heaven having a party right now. And he wants you to do the same thing. He wants you to do the same thing. And I just said, every, any chance I get to share the word. With people, I, I give it to them, and, and, and I, I gave it to them, and thankfully, you know, Chuck and Michelle <laughs> showed up the next, almost the next Sunday or two, and, uh, and they truly have been an example of being hungering and thirsting for righteousness, and in, in Stubby's passing, he, he passed something on to his family, and, and it's truly special, and, uh, you know, now Dale comes, and his wife, and, and uh, you know, th- it's just really great, and I'm telling you, that's that's really what believing in Jesus is all about. You just can't hold it back. You can't hold on to it. That's hungering and thirst for righteousness. Again, believing in Jesus gives you an incomparable power. 
it, it's not me, it's the Holy Spirit working in me. Because I'm not that type of person, but when I, when I know how important Jesus is. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to, to heaven except through him. And you have to believe that. And, and I know we do. And we just have to pass it on. And sooner or later, this building's going to be so full, we'll have to have two services. You know, it, it's going to be true. I'm, I'm not kidding you. When you believe in Christ, nothing stops you. You have the love that surpasses all knowledge. Um, let's read uh, Ephesians 3, 18 through 20. may have power together with the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure and the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. I can't read that scripture enough. I, I just, I, I got, I got like two different highlighters going on. I got pens lining up all the different different scriptures and it's truly uh, inspiring to me uh, to have how the love of God the power that is at work within us fills us up believe in Jesus Christ and he will fill you up with the power of the Holy Spirit the fullness of God and that's really what we all long for that the fullness of God living in us as 20 says now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us you know, he's not done with Diane yet. I know he's going to do more than we can ask or imagine with her. And the same with each one of you. He's got more to do in your life. Let him fill you up. Let him speak to you. There's nothing as powerful in your life as that God is at work within you. God has a plan for you. It's revealed by the Holy Spirit. Let's read 1 Corinthians 2. I love this scripture. It really is, it speaks to me. However, it is as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. That's, 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 you have no idea what God has in store for you. He has something special for you. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God for who knows a person's thought except their own spirits within them in the same way no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God what we have received is not the spirit of the world but the spirit of who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us that is what we speak not in words taught us by human wisdom but in words taught by the spirit explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words the person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to mere human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. When we read God's Word, when we, uh, we, we are getting the mind of Christ, we are thinking like he thinks. We are doing what he would do. We are changing lives around us. Our families change. Our, our, our friends change. Incredible things happen when we have the mind of Christ. So I'm telling you, you what, no, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no human eye has conceived, the things God has prepared for you who love him. Amen.
Telling you. Amen. Telling you. You know, and I, I think back when I first came to Jesus, uh, you know, Diane and I were only 20. Nick had just been born. And uh, it was an interesting time in our life. You know, I was um, developing my skills as a carpenter and uh, being a foreman and, and doing, uh, learning all kinds of things and doing all kinds of things in my profession. But the, uh, I realized, you know, when we came to Jesus, everything changed. My marriage changed. Our families changed. Uh, how I went about w dealing with people changed. It just was incredible. And that's what, what happens when the Holy Spirit works in, in you. Everything changes when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And, you know, um, and it was funny how the Spirit always works. Uh, Diane and I were young and healthy, and uh, the kids were growing up, and Angie came along, and Jackie came along, and we started worshiping at, at the Church of Christ. And next thing you know, one of, one of our uh, elders comes up to me and says, uh, you want to uh, start teaching? I go, oh, I don't think so. He's teaching, you know. <laughs> I said, teaching. He goes, oh, let's, and he took me out to lunch, and he serenaded me and, and told me how, how easy it was and all this. And so I said, all right, if Diane will, I will. And so we started teaching all the kids classes. And what an amazing process that was. And I didn't know a lot, so I was learning along with these kids. And uh, it, it was just incredible. And that's how the Spirit works. He, he reveals what, what he wants you to do. He doesn't want you to just sit back in the pew. You know, Diane and I didn't sit back in the pew. We got involved. And it was the best thing that ever happened to us. It really was. It changes everything. Get involved in in ministry of some sort. I encourage you, don't just go to the Bible studies, be an important part of the Bible studies. I love it, you know, Chris sitting back there, he comes to Bible study and he's, he's prepared. You know, he has questions and answers and, and we have a, such a great study on Monday night. And I love that, I love that. that uh, he, he, he wants to be an important part of it. I encourage you to realize that God has a special plan for you, something you don't even imagine. It's getting into his word, letting his Holy Spirit work in your life. You know, in uh, Romans 8, 12 through 17, talks a little bit more about that. At Romans. Right. 8, 12 through 17. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it's not to the flesh to live according to it. But if you... Live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live by the Spirit, you put to death the misdeeds of your body. You will live. For those who are led by the Spirit are children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves that you live again in fear. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And we cry out to Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, we are heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Key verse, verse 14, for those who are led by spirit of God are children of God. You know, when I, I went back and started teaching those kids classes, I was like a child. I, I, had to, I became a kid again. I'm learning all over. It's like going back to school. It, and it was tremendous what I learned. It, it's the Holy Spirit was working in us and teaching us. You can do the same thing. Guys, get into his word. Be a child again. Just humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. And that's what he does. The Holy Spirit 
just is incredible how it works. It opens our heart and mind. And every year it gets better. I'm, I just turned 67. I've got a lot long ways to go. And I, I, I can't wait for what, what God t- teaches me next. And, and I just am wide open to his word. I love his word. The Holy Spirit guarantees us eternal life. That's probably the best part of the whole thing. Ephesians 1. Back in Ephesians again. We've spent a lot of time in Ephesians. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. And you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked with him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is your deposit, guaranteeing your inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. The Holy Spirit guarantees you you get a spot in heaven. That's right. The Holy Spirit guarantees me. You know, it's the Holy Spirit living in me that, that just makes all the difference in the world. Ephesians 1, 18 and 20. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. You, you have a guarantee that you're going to be with Jesus. I, uh, I can't wait to, to get up there and, and be in the heavenly realms and, and enjoy the, just the awesome blessings of, of heaven. Um, but in the meantime, I, I have his spirit living in me that changes everything. It, it's, it's like a taste of heaven here on earth. God came down and, and, and hung his, his Holy Spirit into me into you so what does a holy does a spirit filled life do i ask you what does a spirit filled life do it bears a lot of fruit it bears a lot of fruit you know you can't can't jesus says i'll know them by their fruit and by what what they do in their life it's truly the holy spirit work in you will just enables you to do amazing things galatians five Always the famous scripture that we look at. Um, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. What does keeping in step with the Spirit um, mean to you? being led by the Spirit, amen. Uh, every part of our life is, is, is just um, Spirit-filled, Spirit-driven, you know, and it, it truly makes a difference in our life. You know, and, and then all those things happen. Uh, and those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. You know, we no longer have those same passion and desires. We are crucified with Jesus Christ. We are uh, one with him. We are in Christ, as Paul says over and over. Um, also, Colossians 1, 9 through 14. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will 
who is all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord, please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. He has taken us out of darkness. I'm no longer dark anymore. I am in the light of Jesus Christ. And, and because I am the light, uh, the Spirit works in me through, through the knowledge of his will. I can't get enough of Jesus Christ. And the 9 and 10 are the key verses here. We, <clears throat> for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God, God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. It goes hand in hand. As we grow in Christ, we bear more fruit. As we grow in Christ, we bear more fruit. As we grow in Christ, we share him with our children. As we grow in Christ, we share him with the, the people around us. As we grow in Christ, our whole world changes. It's just amazing. It might be just me, but uh, I, just, I just feel so blessed. And so incredibly blessed when uh, when I go to work, it's it's just a it's a spirit filled environment, and I don't work with spirit filled people, but the, it's the spirit of God has rubbed off on them. <laughs> it's rubbed off on them. Maybe it's not in them yet, but it's rubbing off on them, and it and it'll happen with you. It's, it's the incredible spirit of God, and I'm telling you, don't don't uh, underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. I ask you, and it, and it goes hand in hand, growing in the knowledge of God. Get to Bible study. Get to have your own worship going on with us every day. Open the word. Get the highlighter out and start highlighting. So when I go back and read these scriptures, I know right where to look. I can, it's all highlighted. It's underlined. And it's, it's something that inspires me. Paul says it's the key to living a life worthy of the Lord. That's what we want to do. I want to live a life worthy of the Lord. <laughs> you, I know you do too. And uh, let, let the life be led by the Holy Spirit and bear much fruit. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. I'm afraid we do that sometimes. We grieve it or uh, we quench it. Uh, Ephesians 4, 29 through 32. <coughs> Ephesians 4, 29 through 32. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Uh, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Don't, don't get down and out. Don't, let, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't let the world... And it struggles uh, get you down. You know, it'd be so easy for me to, to just, with Diane, just to give up and say, this is the way it's going to be, you know, and, and we're just going to get by until we, we pass on. But no, <laughs> every day is a, a special day. Every day is an opportunity to, to glorify God. We don't give up. We don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And you don't do the same thing. You know, as, as a Christian, I hate it when I, when I um, disappoint God. I don't want to disappoint. You know, I do sometimes. You know, we all fall. 
sort of silly, but I'd get right back up and, and, and want to bring glory to him. I don't want to uh, grieve the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful for God's forgiveness. I want to live my life worthy of the Lord. Uh, let's read about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And really, that's what it's all about, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And you are filled with the Holy Spirit right now. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5, 15. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the, the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to the God, Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And amen. And you know, I, a couple weeks ago, uh, Christy and the, her band got up here, and, and that was a spirit-filled band. They, they, they were just let the power of the Holy Spirit, and, and it was just flowing through this whole, whole place. And that's truly what, what it is about being filled with the Holy Spirit. You can't, you can't keep it to yourself. You know, and I just want to tell you a couple things about what, not, what is not being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not a temporary zap, you know, that you get and enables you to do miraculous things. That's not what being filled with the Holy Spirit is. Being filled isn't the same as being indwelled with the Holy Spirit. When you accept Jesus Christ, you're indwelled with the Holy Spirit. You have everything you need. You have the Spirit living in you. Um, being filled doesn't happen in degrees. Um, like I said, you have everything you need. Being filled means being kept filled. You know, when you accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, you got the Holy Spirit. You're, you're filled. You're filled, with, but um, he wants us to be continually to be filled, you know, by being in his word, drawing on his power. You know, that's what happens when you put Christ first. And, uh, you know, uh, and being filled is a command to all of us. You know, he wants to fill you up. Do I know the Bible 100%? No way. I got a lot to learn still. And, and that's why I love studying. I love, I love teaching and, and preaching and studying because it makes me get into the God's word and know his word. Just like all of you want to know his word better. Have the mind of Christ. Um, you know, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, if you're just sort of quenching the Holy Spirit, it's, it's, it's such a struggle. It's a struggle of weakness, frustration, defeat um, your Christian life isn't what you thought it would be let the let the, the word dwell in you richly be filled involves a day-to-day moment-by-moment life with Christ submission to the Holy Spirit let him have his way with you all right don't come in with preconceived ideas let the spirit have his way with you he has a special plan for you and allow the Holy Spirit to do it you know and I'm and uh, I read 18 through 20 do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery instead be filled with the holy spirit speaking to one another in psalms hymns and songs from the spirit sing and make music from your heart to the lord always giving thanks to the god the father for everything in the name of our lord jesus christ you know before services it's great to go around and get the hugs and the encouragement of others i got to talk with christy and it just was just so inspiring how, how, how we've made a difference in their life and they're making a difference in our life and that's how that's what being Holy Spirit driven is being full of the Holy Spirit, and uh, it's it's just iron on iron it sharpens us and makes us one with Christ. It's just a, such a special opportunity, and I'm so thankful 
for, for her and her family and, and, and uh, coming in here. And, uh, you know. But I, I want to talk about three guys who really inspired me at the Holy Spirit. Peter, Stephen, and the Apostle Paul. They, these guys were, were full of the Holy Spirit and what happened in their lives. The, um, Peter became a preacher, a great preacher, as he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Only 53 days earlier, he had forsaken Jesus. He, couldn't, he wouldn't admit that Jesus was his Lord and Savior. He didn't even know the guy. 53 days later, he's preaching the first gospel sermon. The power of the Holy Spirit in him. That changed everything. Acts 2, 36. Acts 2, 36. I'm not even giving you his whole sermon. I'm just giving you <laughs> highlights of it. 36. Therefore, here Peter taught. And I can just hear his words. Therefore, I'll let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord your God will call. With many other words, he warned them and pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. There, those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were saved. Wow. Peter was truly filled with the Holy Spirit. He was giving it to the ones who crucified Jesus, who were there, who were guilty, and uh, didn't matter. He spoke the truth. He presented the gospel, uh, whether he was going to, whether it cost him his life or not. He presented the gospel. You know, Ephesians, uh, again, again in uh, Acts 4, verse 5. Here he is again talking to the, the next day, the rulers, the elders, and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so were Cleopas, John Alexander, and others of the high priest family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name do you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, we are being called <coughs> to account today for an act of kindness. <coughs> shown to the man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed. Then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, by whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone builder, stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with, this, with Jesus. Wow. <laughs> 53 days earlier, Peter was refusing to acknowledge Jesus. 53 days later, full of the Holy Spirit, he gave it to him. He gave it to him. I encourage you, as someone who's full of the Holy Spirit, give it to him. Give it to someone in your, in your life. Share it, and, and, and share it in love and kindness, but give it to them. 
don't keep it to yourself. Peter sure didn't. And, and it was only 53 short days later. You know, 53 days later. You, you might say, I haven't been a Christian long enough. It doesn't matter. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you believe. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. Share it. Speak the tr- truth. Verse 12 says, salvation is found no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to the mankind by which we must be saved. These people said, by what power do these, pe- these people speak? Jesus, these are just Galileans. By the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we have in us. Then there's Stephen. I love Stephen. Uh, it's an incredible story about Stephen. Stephen demonstrated uh, what being spirit-filled means. Acts 6. Acts 6, 3 through 7. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of the faith and of the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timian, Parmenius, Nicholas, from Antioch, a con- convert to Judaism, they presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and large number of priests even became obedient to the faith. Wow. Notice how S- Stephen was chosen, verse 5. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Thank you, Stephen. Again, we read a little bit more of Stephen full of the Holy Spirit over in Acts 6, 8 through 10. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from members of the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, Jews of Cyrene and Alexandria, as well as the provinces of Cecilia and Asia, who began to argue with Stephen, but they could not stand up against the wisdom that the Spirit gave him as he spoke. When you speak the word of God, there's no holding you back. It can't stop you. It can't stop. Nothing can stop you. The world can't. What the, the world will stumble and bumble when they hear the word of God. They don't understand it. But th- there's power in the, in, in the Spirit when, when you speak. And I'm telling you, that's what Stephen had. This these people just were getting madder and madder. Again, we read uh, in, uh, more about Stephen in Acts 7, 51 through 60. <clears throat> I encourage you to read the whole story about Stephen. He goes on and on and tell, gives the, the, them a, a lesson. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. 51 says, you stiff-necked people. Your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. You, are all, you will always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you have betrayed and murdered him. And you have received the law which was given through the angels but have not obeyed it. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, 
looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God. Wow, what power and mighty that Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, sees the glory of God. I, I just, wow. And, then, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. They covered their ears. They, they didn't want to hear any more about the power of the Holy Spirit as they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices. They all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. <laughs> While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus Christ, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. And Saul approved of his killing. Wow. And Saul approved of his killing. Um, what happens when you're full of the Holy Spirit, it, it doesn't matter. It really didn't matter to Stephen. You know, he, was, he was willing to die for the sake of Jesus Christ. You know, you and I, you know, aren't going to die, but we need, we need to, to live for the gospel. We need to share it in a special way. And, and we need to let the Holy Spirit just fill us up in a special way. You know, Paul, um, as we just read, approved of, Saul, of, of Stephen's killing. But Paul had a meeting with Jesus, as we all have. He had a meeting with Jesus, and everything changed. And uh, Paul uh, truly uh, inspires us and, and shows us what it means to be full of the Holy Spirit as he wrote so much of the New Testament. Acts 13, 9 through 12. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elimus and said, You are a child of the devil, an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? Now the hand of the Lord is against you. You are going to be blind for time, not even able to see the light of the sun. Immediately mist and darkness came over him, and he groped about seeing someone to lead him by the hand. When the proconsul saw that they had what had happened, he believed, for he was amazed at the teaching of the Lord. You know, it's, it's amazing. Paul, Paul became... Uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, and everything changed. Uh, no one else outside of Jesus did more for the, for the gospel than Paul. So how are you filled with the Holy Spirit? We, like Peter, Stephen, and Paul, live for the gospel. Live for the gospel by putting on the full armor of God. I, um, let's, let's read Ephesians chapter 6. through 17 Ephesians finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power put on the full armor of God so that you may take a stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this, this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that the gospel comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith in which you 
which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. I, I can go on and on. I guess I could keep going on and on there. But uh, notice how Paul says, starts his words. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Um, we have to put on Christ completely. Uh, we need to put on the full armor of God. It changes everything. Uh, it's, that is being filled with the Holy Spirit. I, I could have just preached, I could have just read those scriptures and said that is how you get filled with the Holy Spirit, by putting on the full armor of God. And uh, because um, the devil is powerful and mighty. What happened to Jesus when he started ministry? The Spirit took him 40 days in a battle with the devil. And the same thing happens to you and I as we grow up, grow in Christ, and, and, and we feel like we've turned a page in our life. The next thing, something happens, and Satan starts trying to discourage us. The same, same thing can happen to you. But I say to myself and everyone who will listen, put on the full armor of God. It's, it's put on the full armor of God. I love God's word. That's how I do it. Put on the full armor of God. Let the spirit just work in my heart and mind. Uh, I have to constantly be, be in him. I pray that you are filled with the Holy Spirit today. I pray that you will allow him to, to work in your life. He, he wants to have all of you. And I just love God's presence. Uh, he um, is, let's be filled with obedient faith in the Holy Spirit. Um, and proclaim, as Paul proclaimed, finally be strong in the Lord and put on the full armor of God. I um, encourage you today, if you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, do so. Don't wait another day. Um, you know, you might be young, but if the Spirit is talking to you, it doesn't matter. If you know Jesus and you love him with all your heart, mind, and soul, it's, this is the time. This is the time to make him. If you need prayers of this congregation, uh, we love praying. We love getting together, hugging, and, and praying for one another and building one another up. I pray that this message spoke to you today and that you would let the Holy Spirit work in your life. Let's stand and sing the song of invitation. <laughs>